You know what the funniest things I I heard, and I'm not sure if this is entirely true, but um, are you smoking weed right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have any uh, cookies? You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Three guys, random topics, providing you with quality reviews since 2013. It doesn't seem like very long ago, but but uh, it is for us, I guess. <laughs> uh, my name is Mike Hodgins, and uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, oh, Crofton. Hey, Michael Hodgins. How you doing? And I'm doing well. And, of course, Bo Schwartz. Hey, Bo. Hey, Mike. Hello, listeners. How's everyone doing today? Uh, the I'm listeners doing well. Can't- yeah, I don't know about the listeners being able to answer. Uh, at least they could answer by sending us emails, but then we'd only find out way later. Uh, yeah, so we slow. We'd have to postpone the show till we get ready to emails. And uh, oh, okay. We just, well, should I, we just should we just do that? I've I only guess, been now? doing podcasting since 2013, and I didn't know that. So I just want to say thank you to both of you for clarifying how uh, this is a one way interaction. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. It's uh, very helpful. It's, it's what the audio medium is. Well, I mean, it is sort of two-way. It's just the slow response time. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, so, listeners, if you're out there, so, I'm sending you my warmest of blessings and gratitude for tuning in. And we hope you're excited because I'm excited. Y- yes. Um, <laughs> you guys know what time of year it is? Uh, it's it's, uh, uh, it's harvest time. time. Oh, yes. Harvest time. That was my next guess. <laughs> I, I say that because I just came from uh, an apple picking excursion. It's like a nice fall activity. You go out to like this apple orchard, which is it's like a zoo. There was there must have been 2000 people that are picking apples. What a it crazy was, life you live. Wait, this is like a, it's like a privately owned farm where you go and they have apple. They're like, here, would you like to pick the experience of picking apples and, you know, pay us $10 yeah, pr- and then you're like, boom. I pretty get- much you buy. It's like strawberry picking, except for the apples. You you go out to this <laughs> farm. You don't go strawberry picking. I just I just like a. It's like banana picking, except with with apples. It doesn't clarify anything. It's pear. It's like when you pick pears, except it's with apples. <laughs> Which, I don't pick <laughs> well, pears. Yes, that's I, also true for someone um, with no. Context. But they give you like these bags. You bought and the bags are like a big bags, like twenty five bucks, and you fill it with as many apples as you can you can carry. It's neat because there's even ladders out in the orchard so you can climb up these to get the sweet apples at the top of the tree, which is what I did. Sweet. How many apples did you score? Top apples? I got lots of apples. They have, you know, uh, there was an interesting thing. This is the third year I've tried to go apple picking and the first year that I've actually picked an apple because (laughs) the past two years the farms got screwed uh, one year by hail destroyed the whole crop somewhere mid-year and then the year before that i think frost destroyed the whole crop and then this year i think they're on the verge of losing it at one point and what they do is this seems crazy they hire a helicopter to drive around on top of the apple orchard and it creates this downward pressure that stops frost from forming isn't that oh. crazy so wait the helicopter just stays up there for how long yeah like all the night day? the helicopter just kind of 
flies what? around this field. I know it's that's gotta that be much so expensive, like to pay a pilot and gas and whatever. <laughs> wow. Well, one thing I'll say about apple trees is, man, like, or if you got an orchard, they produce a lot of apples. There was crap loads of apples, so I can see them not wanting if you know if they got to spend a few thousand dollars for to a save frost their night. investment. I guess so. Eh? Yeah, like it's if that's what their livelihood is. Same so, thing with yeah. pumpkin patches. They make a fuckload of pumpkins. Excuse my friend. Wow. Jeez, Crofton. How productive land can be? Um, yeah, that that was maybe we should get to a topic. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just want to say first of all that um, that sounds really nice that uh, you went and picked some apples. I think that's a, a great date idea for any listeners out there. Uh, you know, in in a it's also a good kid activity. Yeah, they're kids, or you want to do something romantic. It sounds like a romantic thing to do. So. What is this? An ad for orchards? Hey, you know. <laughs> oh you yeah, know, I'd like to send a, an acknowledgement to our new sponsor, um, Orchard Apples. Mountain Orchard. <laughs> yeah, thank That's you. What, Sorry, I got the name. You know, those helicopter pilots could probably get the top apples on the trees pretty easily. They just got to hover down low, get the best apples. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just like chop off the top of the trees and, like, and actually you could, their you helicopter could, you could More throw the apples his helicopter <laughs> orchard canceled you could throw the apples into the propeller and make applesauce i mean there's so many uses with that helicopter all, all this to say i hope that our listeners are enjoying harvest time which goes for the next few weeks get out enjoy a pumpkin enjoy some apples it's a lovely time of and, year. And, and I want to issue a call to our listeners. You can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com and um, let us know what your harvest time activities are or make a suggestion for me for a harvest time activity because I feel really out of the loop on this. So um, I'd like to participate in harvesting. So email it's fun. us. Yeah. Tell I me also that. dug up some sweet potatoes out of Andrea's garden the other day. All right. Just start the machine. <laughs> All right. On to topic. <laughs> God damn it. Oh my god. How do you like them apples, huh? Oh man, sweet potatoes are good potatoes. Yum yum yum. <coughs> ah, alright. Now's the time of the show where we might lose all of our female listeners because the topic Sweet. is professional wrestling. <laughs> man, that was that's some sexism right there, Mike. There are probably uh, some women that really like fucking wrestling. Uh, oops, why? sorry. Wow. I I, I why just, would they like wrestling? Sorry about the swearing. So much swearing today. Well, I don't know. Like, it just—it's a generalization that you're just look, saying. Look, well, gender back. roles and males like wrestling. That's yeah. True, well, actually, it's sort of true, true if you've ever watched right. wrestling. I just want to take a step back here because I have inside information that Mr. Crofton Steers knows very much about professional wrestling. So I think he should kind of get us started. That's me. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about some pro wrestling. Uh, so professional wrestling, not to be confused with actual sports, is uh, <laughs> what? It's not. A, it, it's, it's not considered it, a sport. It, it it would be it would be somewhere on the line between uh, sports and uh, entertainment, such as acting uh but but what it, it it has actually existed for a really really long time and uh came to prominence um at the beginning of the 20th century at carnivals and stuff like this uh and it, it essentially what it is 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 uh, a scripted contest between two um two wrestlers or athletes so amateur wrestling is is actual like descendant from the 
the Greek wrestling where, where two guys have to like pin uh, each other's shoulders to the mat um, to score points and that sort of thing. Professional wrestling takes that core, ex- you know, concept and then adds a bunch of the- uh, theatricality to it being that uh, the the results are predetermined. The characters, uh, the wrestlers are cartoonish or have often cartoonish personalities. And uh, so you would go to these fairs or carnivals and this sort of thing, and there would be this um, uh, uh, th- these these competitions where you know you cheer for the hero and boo the villain and that sort of thing. And and, and the hero eventually would would generally win despite the nefarious deeds done by uh, the villain. Now for the 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 late part of the 20th and the beginning of the 21st century, wrestling has sort of been centralized. It used to be sort of a territory thing. Each uh, each um, uh, area of the United States and Canada had like maybe a territory uh, that, that had the same wrestlers. They would be paid by a certain promoter and all that sort of thing. Uh, and then at the end uh, of the 20th century, it all got bought by uh, this one businessman. And now re- professional wrestling is generally associated with uh, the World Re- World Wrestling Entertainment, previously the World Wrestling Federation. So it's uh, it's one giant corporation. They have a weekly television show. It's all like like uh, they have their own channel even that you can buy, right? Like, yes, they have. It's it's a huge you know huge business. No, perhaps not at the height of its popularity, but still um, makes tons tons and tons of money. Families still go see it or whatever. Boo the heels. Heels is the term for the uh, the villains and cheer the baby faces. And sometimes, so, yeah. sometimes there are those there are those wrestlers too that are bad guys that people get really into. Kind of like how people are into Darth Vader, right? Yes, like that's absolutely. part of it too. Like, oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And 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 you get like there's all sorts of lingo. You know, they have they have their own sort of vocabulary. A, a mark would be somebody who's a fan of wrestling. A smark might be somebody who would cheer the the heels because they're a they're they know everything is scripted and they they choose to cheer for the guy who's the best actor instead of the guy who's the you know like the the promotion wants you to cheer for so it's all like it, it's all scripted and in the at the end of the 20th century people it, it was a big secret they tried to keep from like the televised audience, especially children, you wanted Hulk Hogan, who was the big star of the day, the '80s in particular. When I was, was growing it 34 up, thirty-four inch pythons, yeah. Yes, uh, that and, and it, his Hulkamaniacs were running wild, and you wanted to believe that Hulk Hogan could beat anybody and defeat anybody, and he was. Um, uh, in the end, uh, he, 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 all his matches were scripted. And uh, as a kid, you, it's the same thing as like Santa Claus. You don't you don't really want to know that. But now it's sort of everybody kind of knows it, except maybe the littlest kids that that it's all you know it's all fake. But for a long time, they really tried to wrestlers had to maintain their personas in public. So Hulk Hogan had to walk around tell people to eat their vitamins and yeah. say their prayers. Listen, Crofton, I was a Hulkamaniac. I had the workout set so i got this box with like dumbbells and like bands and a poster with my workout routine and it had a cassette remember the cassettes they had a tape cassette with an audio program with hulk telling me how to do my workout while i did the program i mean and it even had a like i think a bandana in it or well, not a bandana but a do-rag you know the thing you put in your head it was, <laughs> was awesome <laughs> was there a part in the cassette where he told you to inject anabolic steroids? <laughs> no, he's, he'd actually said, never do drugs, not. kids. You should <laughs> never do drugs. You can work out naturally and look fit or something along those lines. Oh, no, it was very... 
He was on the juice, though, wasn't he? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, (laughs) and and so that's sort of like a a discussion point to bring up a little bit, is that um, as a young child, I remember being into wrestling, and like not super into it, but loving it, and knowing it was this magical thing in the world. And then kind of like how you find out, and um, if you have any kids listening, uh, tell them to leave the room or cover their ears or whatever. But... um, you kind of find out that there is no Santa Claus at some point. You're like, fuck! Like, I remember being really pissed when there, if Santa Claus was a big lie and, be, you know, feeling betrayed. And the same is true of wrestling. Eventually, people, enough people tell you, listen, man, wrestling's fake. And there's a party that's like, as a child, you're like, no, no, it can't be. Like, look at these feats of strength that they're performing. These are, these are champ. they're gladiators of, the, of our times. No, it's scripted and it's all entertainment. And that's a really sucky moment. And I think yeah, that's... I- I'm a bit bitter about uh, losing my innocence in that way. I, I, I remember the crossover period where I was starting to acknowledge that this wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't real, and also was trying as a kid to hold on, like no, no, it it, it has to be sort of real. But then eventually, you're just like, oh, it's fake. But um, it's, at the same time, it's like I, I feel like if I was getting my kid into wrestling or, or introducing them to wrestling, I would tell them straight up it's fake. Like, I mean, there's no, there's no uh, movies. One of the first things when I saw movies when I was a kid, and I'd be scared of a, a scene in a movie. One of the first things your parents tell you is they're like, "Hey, don't be scared. It's not real. It's make believe. It's a movie." Oh, and you still watch the movie and you still love the movie. I, I just tell, I'd be like, "Look, this is, you know, this is all make believe." Just like going to the theater is make believe. I honestly believe that wrestling, pro wrestling, has a lot in common with theater in the sense that it's it's set in a live oh it uh, is theater i would argue right right it's in a live it's in a live setting uh scripted uh you know scripted lines and let's face it nowadays wrestling we we like to think uh, like in the olden days the carnies i was talking about it's it's it was just based on two guys fighting each other and 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 you know you could tell the heel because he would gouge the eyes out, and you could tell the face because he would be playing to the fans. But nowadays, half of it is talking, right? They go out and they they cut promote promos uh, and speak to the fans and try and elicit uh, uh, their support or or spit on them in the case of the heels, like make them feel. What, they'd say um, for a villain in pro wrestling, you, you do what's called getting heat, which is like you you try and make the audience actively dislike you and uh the term for uh the term cheap heat is used for when you go out and you try and do something that you know is going to immediately make the audience hate you so for example you insult their local sports team that's always one of my (laughs) that's one of my favorites it's be like "It's, it's great to be here in montreal quebec and then everybody cheers. It's too bad you guys are saddled with those crappy Montreal Canadians. Boo! You know? <laughs> it, you know, you know what's funny about wrestling is how much it makes me uh, think of how close. Because you mentioned the theater aspect, but how close it is to um, politics, which is arguably also a theatrical stage. You know, like because the, there's more than just going to like, people that I know that are into wrestling. It's like. They don't just talk about, hey, I went to the wrestling show and here's what happened. It was exciting. They talk about like the ongoing drama uh, between performances, I suppose. Like these, like these characters actually have ongoing lives and that stuff happens and then it's worthy of talking about around the water cooler. Um, in that regard, it's pretty impressive, I think, that it's still a thing to that degree. 
you know, I don't know very many forms of entertainment where where um, thought and care, and I use those terms kind of lightly because maybe it's not a lot of thought and care, but goes into like the story outside of the actual performances. Uh, have you guys ever followed that stuff? Yeah, I don't uh, think I, I'm. I would say more interested in in the politics and the real world stuff. You know, people follow like websites like TMZ or Access Hollywood or something like that. I could give two craps, but for some reason, I'm I'm really interested in like how, you know the the um, uh, comings and goings of wrestlers. Oh, this guy needs you know. I, and I don't even watch wrestling anymore. I honestly have not watched wrestling for close to two years now. But I I find it I find it a a, a fascinating thing, and I, I don't uh, I I find them akin to superheroes in the sense right now superhero movies are, are really big and we've, we've touched on them recently but wrestlers like they all have their finishing moves which are like super superpowers they all have they have costumes you know uh, and uh, and everything so it it's like even though um, it is choreographed violence and, and this sort of thing and like there's a lot inherently wrong with it and i think that that people like to look down on wrestling and that is something that is that is uh stems from from both its carny roots and from the the attitude era of the of pro wrestling at the late 90s early 2000s where they went for the lowest common denominator stuff all the time to draw ratings but like it it's always been looked down upon and uh like when i compare it to say the ufc and this sort of thing i i've I've enjoyed the UFC. I enjoyed mixed martial arts and that. We've talked about that as well. But but I always find myself coming back to professional wrestling, much in the same way I come back to superheroes or come back uh, um, uh, to to like the, the good versus evil heroes uh, versus villains. And I appreciate like I appreciate the performances they give both in the ring and and on the mic. Do I I do recognize though, and we Mike mentioned steroids earlier and uh, and and while there that culture, especially prevalent during the rock and roll eighties and, and even into the nineties, has changed quite a bit. It doesn't change the fact that like wrestlers are dying young all the time. It doesn't change the fact that like um concussions, uh drug use, alcohol use, uh have all been like the toll on their body is astronomical. The fact that these guys have no off season, that they wrestle uh, every week, multiple times a week. There's no break. I laughed the other day. Um, the WWE was advertising that they were having their season premiere. And uh, that's like what t- television shows normally do when they're off for the summer, they come back with the season premiere. But of course they had aired just the week before, you know? So like, what the hell? <laughs> Who gives a crap? So these guys, yeah. yeah, no, what is the season? It's ongoing and it's, it's just, these guys get worn down and stuff like that. I think it could definitely be, be better managed and it's really all in the hands of one company right now, at least in this company, uh, in, in this country, there's Japan has huge pro wrestling stuff. Uh, big leagues. They're very popular in Japan, very popular in Mexico with yeah. Lucha Libre and they have masked wrestlers and they're yeah, really big. But into like it. wrestling like ranges quite a bit, doesn't it though? Cause we're talking about like in particular, the WWE, WWF sort of company, which is probably like maybe the Walt Disney of wrestling, but 
Um, I remember like TNT, I think, had its wrestling, uh, had a re- like an alternative wrestling universe, which... Uh, you WCW? Know, yeah, the WCW, and then I think there's even like worse ones where it's like, oh, you don't want to... WCW? I guess so. You don't want to be around that. that yeah, but they Mickey Mouse wrestlers. It's like, look, we're actually going to like beat each other with physical objects and, and have blood and, and be kind of gross. Is that stuff still around? It was big, I remember, for a little it while. It was all part of the uh, what's known as the Attitude Era of the late 90s, and there was Ted Turner, who was a billionaire uh, owner of CNN and all this, owned the WCW, World Championship Wrestling, yeah. and it, it it um had it was in the same leagues it beat the WWF for many many weeks in in television ratings how everything is measured these days and um yeah no it it eventually was bought out by the WWF as was the the extreme wrestling I, that you're talking I, about i guess like that extreme wrestling to those underground like if you're that type is if you're an audience if you're an audience for that kind of wrestling does that you think that that's still around, right? Like it, it's not not in the same way that it used to be, where you could find it easier. Now, now it's funny because I walk around Ottawa where we live, and I'll see sometimes like like there'll be some wrestling show going on in a gym, but like that the move that that whole sort of. Uh, violence, like using barbed wire, crazy stuff that that was sort of like. And jumping uh, I off think the of top Mickey- of a thirty foot ladder kind of thing. Well, I think of the Mickey Rourke movie, The Wrestler, recently, oh, which such was a good movie. Which was, uh, and it 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 really like showed a lot of of that that sort of stuff. But for the most part, that is not, I for lack of a better term, not cool anymore. It's not. People are aware that these guys are shaving years off their life. So it's changed. It, that is changing. It doesn't change the fact that it happened, though. And it doesn't change the fact that it probably never was a good idea to begin with. Um, and so it, it is a... For, for me, pro wrestling is one of those things that like uh, I find difficult in many ways to discuss because I recognize... I know a lot about it and I recognize a lot of what's wrong with it. And I also... I also um, you know, now I have a, a kid, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I would encourage her to to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, so so well, when well, talking about, can I can I jump because that, that's oh yeah, absolutely, Mike, go ahead. Um, you talk about and I I made the comment earlier about we're going to lose all women listeners because uh, I mean let's face it, this is largely for men, and I think that so I mean I could doubly see that I have a a, a son and I probably wouldn't encourage him to watch it but if i had a daughter i would definitely <laughs> encourage her to watch it because the i mean both the men and this is probably one of my major problems with this whole thing is the way the kind of people are portrayed on both sides of it the women in particular which are basically just uh masturbatory objects that exist to Whoa. uh fill voids uh, well, that's what you call like that. That's a term used in feminism often when when a woman is highly sexualized. She's just been turned into a masturbatory object, and that's how women are portrayed in the W, the uh, the what is it WWE? And the thing is, and I also, but I think to mirror that is is I mean, I think it's a good thing that they've been. Uh, clamping down a bit on the use of the really crazy stuff like the people cutting themselves and really really taking their their lives into their hands with some of the moves but it's still the body images that are portrayed there and the 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 drug use of steroids that is still like you can't tell me that john cena is not on the juice i would not believe you well yeah wait because we can talk about the drug use but i think 
but I think they're actually I, saying two different things because, like, I like no, because what you're saying about that is that look, let me women are not my, portrayed. Uh, yeah, okay, just you know, just I. I well, what I, my my overall point is body image. So, um, what's portrayed to both for both women and men in in professional wrestling are unrealistic body images. I mean, this is a problem sort of in the media all around, but it's at and I think Crofton made this. Um, connection which is sort of true like comic books where it's 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 beyond just like unrealistic it's to the it's to that extreme where it's like the women are super sexualized and the men are super masculine not just like they are in in movies it's to this it's to this extreme so i i think it's not a good influence on children who are a large portion of the audience i mean maybe it's more teenagers you know better than i would Crofton, but it's just sort of like they're not – I mean, maybe that's part of the fantasy of it and I should just, you know, re- relax a bit. <laughs> but I do think that it's like it, – it's very base. You know, it's violence. It's sex. It's like the absolute basis stuff uh, I think, brought but up. See, I feel that's like – that's from a bit of a high horse po- point of view, like being like, oh, it's base because that's – you know, society has been painting it as such. And I And I agree that like – at the the attitude area in particular of what you're speaking of, of uh, that that's a lot of what you're saying is true. But like even the body image thing is starting to change. Like two of the biggest stars of the past year have been CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. If you Google both of them, like neither of them are particularly super ripped like that it, they're moving away from all of that and things come in waves it's for sure i i'm i would never argue that um the giant rip guys aren't especially vince mcmahon's favorite type of guys to to put to put forward but i don't think like I don't think that it necessarily uh, – and for, for women as well, like the women are, are uh, again, in the attitude era, absolutely they'd have like bra and panties matches for Christ's sake. You know, like – and now now it's – now it's still it, – it still could be better. But like definitely you're seeing, you know, like the, the recent women's champion was somebody who grew up watching it and who is, uh, a, you know, a big fan of it and is not necessarily – portrayed in the same way although still like they have a lot of work to do on on it and i would i wouldn't argue that it is any sort of beacon for 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 feminism or anything like that i what i definitely would uh, point out though is that it's no more base i think that it gets a, a bad reputation because it fills so many hours and there are so many clips that you can possibly draw from it but i don't think it's any more base uh than uh than a lot of types of uh, a lot of types of entertainment and I think it's actually a lot more complex and, and there's a lot more that goes into it uh, uh, both in the development of characters and in the way that it's played out than it gets than it necessarily gets credit for right so um, I, I would make changes to it the thing my, my, my major issue with it is, is one that we've touched on before um, I th- it, maybe it was with MMA. It could be with anything, which and it has to do with violence in media, right? Uh, because the whole thing is is based on on scripted and choreographed uh, uh, choreographed violence, like it, it heels to get the most heat. They'll they'll pull, they'll do the most uh, dirty and violent things, or, or after the bell, or something like that. Um, 
And, and, you know, uh, just recently, John Cena had to, you know, he's the big baby face Hulk Hogan of our, our time. He had to, to standing up to, to this sort of slimy manager type. Uh, he, you know, was threatening him, threatening him with violence. And I know it got a lot of criticism on the internet because John Cena is this rip guy and this slimy manager guy is obviously not nearly as strong. He's clearly evil. They've set him up as evil. But like, does that excuse this one guy from who's clearly stronger? to be like, I'm going to beat you up, you know, or whatever. It doesn't, you know, that goes, it, the, that goes back to the whole, like, I mean, I, in, you know, you're, you're not wrong to say that it's like high horse to be like, oh, it's all this base stuff. But I mean, it is. And, uh, and the violent, the violent aspect is part of that, like sex and violence. And it's just, it's those extremely basic things. And that's, that's what's at its core. Now I would, I would agree with you that what, actually makes it more compelling if you do watch it and I've watched it for periods of time are the storylines but often but but those are kind of like you know sometimes poorly woven together sometimes pretty bad but but I mean it will make it more more entertaining but the the base stuff like is is violence solving your problems with violence that's how all almost uh, how all their conflicts are resolved <laughs> I mean that's what its structure is uh, violence and like and sex is this backdrop to it but well, they're yeah they're resolved in in these matches per se but like definitely and even the matches tell stories like if you watch a match at wrestlemania you can often just watch the promo package before see what happened and then and and then like for half an hour if you know this guy's finishing move you know this guy's finishing move you know his motivation you know the other guy's motivation they tell a story in the ring and often it's 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 pretty compelling like i've seen some amazing matches i've seen some garbage matches as well uh well, but i have- wait, i gotta i want to jump in because um and you've told me some of the funny stories but um you should read i think i told you a little bit i read this book by this guy chris hedges who's this like social critic and journalist in the states and he wrote this book called empire of illusion in which he says that this basic thesis is that the united states lives in this kind of like world where it's all like everything's fake everything's phony and his opening chapter is about professional wrestling and he uses that as like that's like the synthesis of all this stuff like condensed into the like professional wrestling and and he, and he goes as far as to say that uh not only is it like the the violence and the sexuality and the very base stuff it's even the storylines and and this might be going back to what you would call the attitude era but he was recounting some of the morally corrupt storylines and and I'm sure Crofton you could think of a few where it's like people sleeping with someone else's like wife and it would to get back at them and then and then beating them up in a parking lot and let's just like he uses this example of what's wrong with America. And then some of the storylines that he told in the book were hilarious in how base they were. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, you can pick through that countless hundreds of hours, especially in the late 90s. You can pull any sort of clip together to tell any sort of story you want. But the reality is that the storylines often are, are pretty – like there's some pretty good ones often involving, yeah, common tropes like – betrayal friendship uh you know uh, one of the common ones is like two long-term partners and one becoming envy jealous of the other and turning on him or whatever and this sort of thing uh and and like there yeah these are all sort of dramatic tropes that that come back and yes you can pull like oh this is a 
the clip of something really base or this is really like I could do that with movies. I could I could pull out a, a ton of clips and tell you all movies are are base and appeal to your base urges because I can put together a highlight reel from Basic Instinct. You know, well, it's interesting um, because his whole thesis is that yes, all all media and like American culture is that, but that wrestling is that at the next level. Yeah. Well, I, I like, wouldn't. I definitely would not. I think I, I would disagree with him in saying that it, it's that at the next level. It's just another type of entertainment. Uh, because, and, like, you're totally not wrong to say that, like, yeah, movies are filled with violence and sex. Books and so are TV. filled with violence and sex. Comic books are filled with violence. Yeah, and no. Sex. It, I mean, his, his whole the thesis was, was that this was the sex. this was the problem with America. But that, but it was just interesting to me that he used that wrestling was the most. The easiest thing to point at to demonstrate that because it's it, it had less, it had less of the other trappings around it. It was, it was, it was more raw. Well, yeah, it's, it's it, it, I think basically it channels those tropes without getting into the subtleties as much as say, oh, I'm going to read Shakespeare and then you know because Shakespeare is full of sex and violence and yeah for sure and you know but one would argue well that sort of explores it in a in a, this way that's meaningful from a dramatic experience whereas like there's a lot of pageantry associated with what's fundamental to wrestling like wrestlers have their gimmicks wrestlers have recognizable cultural um uh signifiers that people can rally around very easily so the good guy looks like the good guy wears good guy clothes the bad guy wears black and has you know evil make like things things um there's not a lot of barriers to access what's trying to be portrayed and it's done very flamboyantly so i think that's why that's what makes it like oh you want to do an analysis on american culture you can use wrestling because it's a very immediate um there's a very immediate communication of of symbols in wrestling as opposed to say analyzing you know dirty hairy films is that what you the... think is that what you think bo well yeah i think I it think... doesn't matter what you think because <laughs> um the, the different wrestlers have like ha- have ca- different like uh personalities and catchphrases i just used one from the rock and the rock is now a, a big movie star oh, so in, can in, you in smell a way what the rock is cooking in a way i, I i'm sort of uh, backing up what Mike says about like Mike says that the, quoting this this writer who wrote this sounds very pretentious book about uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about well, about what is base brain, and what is not yeah, base and how book. all entertainment is based and so so in many in many ways I do I do agree with it but I just find like I, I find that it, it it is extremely entertaining at times uh, and it you know it. Because of that, and because of the performances involved, and because of the uh, um, uh, the matches themselves, and how they're they're choreographed and 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 uh, and everything, I just find that that it offers something that you can't find anywhere else in terms of entertainment, at least in in, in the way that um, in such a convenient way, I guess. Uh, it's hard hard for it's, me to it's, articulate. It's, it's easy to access. Like you, you're sitting down with yeah. someone who's new to wrestling. And you can like, explain it to them. Yeah, you're like, this yeah. guy's special move is a power bomb, and he likes to yell. Uh, he likes to go <laughs> before he does his special move. That means, oh, it's on him. You know, you get into it super quickly. And um, I think the whole thing centers around wrestling, which is inherently, I mean, it's violent. Even like real wrestling is two people, you know, fighting each other. Like it's a, it's a, it's a combat between two people with rules. And um, this is the performance of combat. 
And I think, you know, human beings like to sit down, that we're adept at pattern recognition, and we're, we like to see things that have movement, like a football game or a play or the drama between wrestlers and the, 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 tech, the technical way they're portraying the fake fighting. You know, it, 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 it engages our capacity for pattern recognition and for communal interaction with people. Um, I do agree but, with that pattern recognition thing. That's a good that's a good catch because yeah. a lot of them use the same sort of combinations and this sort of thing. And, and then when it's interrupted, you're like, Oh man, it's on. He's pattern just got yeah. broken. You know, I mean, that that's, that's where we get the enjoyment. I think, I think the point Mike is making is, is that it's fair is that it's like some of its primary cornerstones are the violence. Um, personally, like I also think, you know, the objective objectification of people is in there. I, I would say it's probably misogynistic, although I haven't watched it in so long that I can't really say, oh, they're doing a good job of portraying genders in an equal manner. Because I mean, <laughs> the guys are out there in their underwear Last too. Time I watched it's not it, like it's not. just it's not like it's just girls in their underwear. I mean, there are guys, there are fat dudes that you don't want to ever see in underwear that you are perfectly willing to see in underwear when it's in the context of wrestling for some reason, you know. So, but I will say the the, the bits that entertain me the most because I look, I've watched enough of it and have been entertained by it. But usually, usually when I'm entertained by it, it it's because I'm like it to me in my mind. I'm like, this is so stupid that I have to just laugh and and and. And it's and it is legitimately funny. So for me, examples like that are when the big evil guy is the sort of United States uh, enemy of the day. So for example, people like the Iron Sheik, and it's like some Arab guy, and he's like, ah, oh, and you're like, oh, he's Arab, boo! Like it's so stupid. right. Right now, it's Russia again. Yeah, I know. I saw a clip <laughs> that, and, and it's like this this blonde haired woman being like the glorious Vladimir Putin, and everyone's like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like it's so dumb that it's it's funny, but I'm like, oh my god! Like they're 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 just straight to the absolute most. I guess again, basic view of politics. Cheap, oh yeah, Russians are bad. Heat. They're the evil guy. It, to me, it's the cheap it's heat that like, I referred to earlier. It's kind of like cheap, busking, you know. A cheap pop would be the opposite, mm. where you go in and be like. It's great to be here in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I love oh, Canada so much. Let's sing the national anthem together. You know, like, like that like, would be a cheap pop. Like it, yeah, and I feel like a lot of that is that audience, that immediate audience engagement where you're not like trying to get across anything subtle. You're just trying to use very general cultural symbols to provoke engagement from the audience, like immediately, it, it, right? Oh, like, absolutely. What, sorry. What was the name? There yeah, was go. a group, there was like a wrestling group, and it was like all these black guys, and they had this sort of like crime name, Crime Time. There's Crime Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, right there, Crime Time, and it's a bunch of like black guys. It's, it, I mean, like we're laughing, but no, it, but it's like so it's, stupid, yeah, because it's, it's so based. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like, like it's, it, 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 it uh, addresses broad stereotypes. There had a, there were five. <laughs> it addresses them? No, <laughs> we're addressing broad stereotypes. There's, there's five uh, male cheerleaders at one point that became the, that were known as the spirit squad, right? And uh, the the idea is, it, and it's just ridiculous. Like you see these guys and it's just, it's just uh, ridiculous. But it, it stems from this idea like that you, um, now we're in the era of HD cameras and you can and, – and, and all the wrestlers are being trained in like facial uh, reactions and this sort of thing that they never had to worry about uh, before because they were appealing to – 
20,000 people um, and you could barely make them out. And they had yeah. to be sort of cartoonish and as outlandish as possible. And in the territory era, it was even – it was different because um, you might not know. You might go to a show. You might know one guy or two guys. Like going to a rock show and knowing one band. And so these other guys had to work to get themselves known. And so like like that's where a lot of that cheap pop, cheap heat comes from. Like – you're from the USA? I am also from USA. 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 You know, and, and everybody, everybody's like, that guy, I like him. I'm from the USA. So is he. Uh, because there's really, there's really no other way to make that uh, to make that connection as quickly as 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 they need to. Nowadays it's a holdover and 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 often gets criticized because there are other ways that you can tell more complicated stories. And you're seeing that more and more in pro wrestling. But they're really they I, I don't know who said it, but all there's all stories boil down to like a handful. Uh, really, you can in any medium you can boil down all sort of fiction to about five different stories. There are six plots in the world. Six plots. Well, Something that's like one that. more than I thought. Yeah, I don't know uh, the exact count, but like it's all. So yeah, and you, and those get recycled ad nauseum in wrestling because they're 365 days a year nonstop, right? So so it's definitely, and I I definitely understand how how you can uh, look at it and just like put up your nose at it and be like, you know, this is be- this is beneath me because it involves uh, you know choreographed violence or it involves like men in tights and stuff like that. And I you hear it all the time, like uh, people making uh, comments being like oh it's completely uh homoerotic and this sort of thing these two men are in tights and they're yeah, it's a safe way for you to engage with your homosexual side without you know having to well having I, to like actually see the fact that even it. you would validate that like is that's that's the reason that that's ridiculous yeah, you're like, you're it's like, a total it's like, people I'm not who feel dudes. threatened by watching this and and are and need to come up with ways to make themselves feel better by attacking those who do watch but, but it. it's not an attack like that's homo homoeroticism is not a way saying that is not a means to attack someone it's that you can be attracted to men but it's culturally unacceptable to have serious conversations about that amongst hetero males especially like you might make some jokes about it but to actually say uh you know what i find uh, this person very handsome and and maybe i'd even entertain the notion of sleeping with them on some base level in your mind is you don't talk about these things but viewing it you can engage with it safely and that's that's what that comment is more meant. Sorry, I right. kind of derailed you, but it, was, it definitely <laughs> has nothing to do with me watching wrestling. That that much I can tell you. It's wrestling is is choreographed uh, combat between uh, between men and women to determine a fictional winner or whatever fictional yeah, champion. Yeah. The one thing I will say about uh, we, we talked about mixed martial arts before, uh, and I, I just want to bring that back very quickly is that. Because the two are kind of in pseudo competition these days, and people tend to be gravitating towards the real violence of mixed martial arts and poo pooing, um, increasingly poo pooing the uh, the. Uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, what happened to attitude wrestling. Real re- real fighting came. Well, to a certain extent, now wrestling is rated PG. It used to be like <laughs> yeah. PG fourteen. You know how everything on TV is rated, and so everything in wrestling is 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 more broad and is 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 less vulgar than it was at the end of the nineties. But definitely, um, you have people who grew up in the Attitude Era who are watching UFC now and want to see real real fighting and and have moved away from wrestling and now look down on it because it is fake. But the the difference I'll tell you is when I watch a wrestling show, I'm guaranteed a certain level 
level of entertainment. Whereas when I watch a UFC show, sometimes it'll be extremely entertaining, a very close match between two people. On other times, it will be um, it will be a complete snore fest. So, uh, I, of course, I could talk about this all day. Are you guys ready to uh, roll it up? Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna, let me jump in first. All right. All right. So, um, wrestling is... Uh, I think a lot of fun. I've definitely enjoyed a lot of wrestling throughout my life. Um, I don't find that I get anything out of it anymore, so I don't really engage with it. I'm guilty of sometimes being uh, one of those high horse people and like, oh, it's crap entertainment. But to be perfectly honest, I think if you're getting something out of it, it is play fighting and not real fighting. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of fig- thinking of ways that like there's so many so much more worse things in the world that i feel like you know wrestling is like good carnival entertainment um except that it's on a broad scale and you know mike's points how you know this is one facet of many cultural influencers that you know promote violence that promote sort of negative stereotypes that if we stop and think about maybe we we want to reevaluate i think it's a fair point um but at the end of the day uh it is it is wrestling and it is something that many people enjoy engaging with, and I think that that aspect bears studying. Um, so uh, I wouldn't be completely dismissive of it. So at the end of the day, um, oh, and the one last point was I was going to make it in my verdict, but Crofton already brought it up. I think it's a great way, um, you know, wrestling is a great way for you to explore your sexuality from a safe distance, whatever that sexuality may be. Um, definitely sex is a part of it, and um, entertainments which involve that kind of thing are not necessarily inherently bad or misogynistic, although that is likely the case uh, in wrestling. But um, all that to say, wrestling is good. Man, that verdict sucked. I was all over the place. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whatever. Wrestling's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, Mike, did you want... You should go next. You've been, you, you know a lot about this. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm going to say right off, my verdict is wrestling is... Bullshit. Oh, now, well, I know, I know you would be surprised, but let's face it: wrestling is bullshit. Um, and and that's, but but I don't mean that in the negative way. And we've talked about this in the show before about good, bad, or bullshit as quantifiers, and what does bullshit mean, and, and what does it mean for each person, and that sort of thing. And uh, I like wrestling; I really do. I I enjoy. I haven't watched it for the past couple of years, but I I still like. I'll I'll look up to see who won the the. the latest pay-per-view i'm i'm still intrigued i'll generally watch wrestlemania um so i have i i do retain an interest in it and honestly i like it so that 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 definitely moves it out of the bad category for me just the enjoyment that i get uh, i get out of it but you know what it really has like it, there's no um there's no real benefits uh, to it. And as Mike Mike has pointed out, there is definitely base elements to wrestling. There's tons, uh, especially in the its uh, current incarnation. But I, I just find like like it with entertainment, uh, all all pieces of entertainment are like that. And I the, the my issue with wrestling that keeps it away from the good is is things that I mentioned earlier stuff about wrestlers dying young in particular um, if you look at the the amount of pro wrestlers from the 80s and 90s uh, and their death rate compared to the rest of the population it's ridiculous and uh, there there needs to be there needs to be something done about that and a large part of it yeah has to had to do with um, with drugs and alcohol and and uh, and and the the all 
all the time, 24-7, 365 days a year uh, lifestyle. And yes, they've cleaned a lot of that stuff up. They're making it, slowly making it better. And when you have a monopoly, sometimes these are the, you know, these are the consequences that unless there's enough public outcry, you can't get stuff done. I enjoy pro wrestling. I'm not ashamed of that. I do get annoyed with people on their high horses about it because I find it's a really easy thing to pick on. Like, in a public setting, if somebody asked me uh, if I enjoyed pro wrestling, I would admit to it because I'm a confident person, but I know a lot of people who would not, right? And I find that that's kind of like the fact that it, it's being um, ostracized or, or people who, who like it or look down upon, I find is problematic. But I do think that overall, um, it, overall, it is an entertaining thing. But it it has no sort of long term social value that would allow me to push it into the good category. So I gotta say uh, that it's bullshit, and that's the bottom line because Crofton says so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm uh, I'm out uh, in my garage, you, you know where the where we keep the random topic generator. Right next door, I have my stable where I keep. Um, I've purchased an extremely tall horse, and. Uh, I'm going to just climb up onto his saddle because professional wrestling is bad. <laughs> and I'll look down on it from my high horse because I'm a pretentious asshole. It's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is that it's easy to pick on because it has so many obvious flaws. Like, uh, I mean, we went through them all, so I won't go through them again. But just the absolute base value of everything. I think... It's it has almost no redeeming qualities um, other than entertainment, but yet it even does entertainment in the cheapest possible way. The amount of effort put into it, I think, is minimal. And though we touched on, I think, very rightly that things like Shakespeare, sex, and violence too, uh, it's 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 more contextual. It's a slower build. You have to work harder to engage with it. And I think that's a good thing. Like, I think we don't want to always run ourselves to the absolute base, you know, like, oh, I don't like the way they talk in Shakespeare or this thing's too long and boring. Uh, we shouldn't always push ourselves towards the, the absolute simplest thing, which is what professional wrestling is, taking conflict and drama to its most basest form because that's what a lot of it, the audience um, desires. And I think that it's overall not a good thing for society. So, yeah. I'll get off my tall horse here and climb back See, that's down why and, I didn't uh, want to let you go last because we're not supposed to argue during the, the, the things that you're saying <laughs> stuff and I want to argue you and you're like well, clearly waiting for us to go first so you can box. get the last and, word. Oh, the last word from GBB is well, listen, wrestling I mean, like, is bad. You also talked a lot in the podcast and know a lot about it. I'm actually surprised you gave it a bullshit. I thought you were going to say the good – um, well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because like you said, I'm not ignoring the points that you made and that sort of thing. I, I definitely think there are bullshit points. I think eliminating a form of entertainment just because you find it's lowbrow or considering that I did, it's, I didn't, it's bad. I didn't say limited. I said, well, it's considering bad. that it's saying that it's bad because you find it lowbrow and, and that it's easier to get to things in Shakespeare uh, as opposed, uh, it's harder to get to things uh, hey, hey, wait, wait, what in Shakespeare not, makes that each other's verdicts. It's verdicts. That's my yeah, verdict. No, I, now you're arguing me. <laughs> no, definitely. It's just because you you clearly were pick, 
picking for that last spot that yeah, but, I was well, like, I mean, go ahead, Crofton. I'm yes. interested to hear what you said so I can then shit Look, I like how we, we had always agreed the verdicts were, were these sacred places and mine just got shat on. And I gave it to you that I was going to crawl up onto my it's high true. horse. You and did look do down that. on it. And, and you I, were I, you extremely know, I, I, articulate I, in your verdict, which was doubly annoying. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying yeah. to be more. Wrestling's stupid. And anyone yeah, who that's, does music, he's an idiot. That's better nerd. <laughs> Imagine if our show was like that, where we were just like, it's Michael. This is dumb. Like you had your catchphrases, but no, we don't do that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So listen, do you watch professional wrestling or wrestling and and or do you have an opinion about it? I feel like it should be, do you watch professionally, professional wrestling, or are you a pretentious asshole who reads books all day? Okay, let's go with that. Um, right into the show, uh, we have an email That's address. It's, but it's often the opposite. <laughs> we have an email address, goodbadbull at gmail.com, and uh, send us your thoughts and opinions. We want to read them and discuss them on the air. We get really excited when we get an email. Uh, we, we message each other and go crazy, and we're like, yes, emails! So send us an email. We love getting messages from listeners. That's goodbadbull at gmail.com. If you want to find out more information about the show, you can visit us at goodbadbull.com. There you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. The Twitter uh, address is at goodbadbull. And um, finally, we have links to iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS link for any old podcatcher where you can subscribe to the audio podcast and get this auditory goodness every week. Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they find if you? If they want to hear more of my pro wrestling musings, they can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, where I will give them the three count every day of the three week. <laughs> and Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they do that? They can follow me at ML Hodgins. And Crofton, you think your Twitter address is the best? It's not. Mine is. Oh, <laughs> it's on, brother. We're going to fight right now. That would be an example of a good wrestling retort. <laughs> or, or, or um, you know who is the best at, at wrestling retorts? And uh, we, I think we did his impression when we did the ma- machismo one was the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, May he macho. rest in peace. Because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan, you want to fight me? I'm going to fight you. Oh, yeah. Snap into the slim gym. Yeah, <laughs> wrestling. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>